Well, Monica, here we have yet another installment about the royal family, but this one's a little more focused. We're focusing on princesses, past, present, and ex. This series will wrap up with our comments on the coronation of King Charles in just a couple weeks. Welcome to Two Monicas and a Microphone. I'm Monica. And I'm the other Monica. Each week, we explore a variety of topics from nostalgia to world culture, American history, food, parenting, and everything in between. If you're looking for a break from the seriousness of everyday life, you've found it. So when you think of fairy tale princesses, most of them are born into the gig, like Rapunzel, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Ariel, Jasmine, the list goes on and on and on. You get the hint. Yeah. But I think what's kind of cool today about the princesses that we are talking about are the ones who married into princesshood, much like Cinderella. Ah. Ah, yes. And one of these women would love for you to believe that she is a Cinderella story. But she's not. No, she's definitely not. Monica, we've got to be real with our friends out there. The next several episodes this season are still going to focus on celebrities. We're going to dig up the dirt, spill the tea, and also give accolades when they're due. Right now we're spilling Earl Grey tea, probably with milk, which I think is so bizarre. But in the future, (laughs) we're going to have to spill some sweet tea and maybe some unsweetened tea and maybe some way too sweet tea. And no, we are not serving biscuits with any of the tea. We're serving cookies because we're American. Before we get started, don't forget to hit that follow button on your favorite podcast app and leave a five-star review. You can also connect with us on all social media at Two Monica's Podcast, and that's with the number two. Thanks, Mon. Now on with the show. Monica, to kick off this episode on princesses, I did a little bit of digging on how much their weddings cost because we're going to go into their love stories, their origin stories and all of that. But I really wanted to find out how much their weddings cost. Oh, yes. Exciting. So Princess Diana, in today's dollars, her wedding would cost $70 million. Holy smokes. Yeah. But at the time, her dress only cost $13,000. Oh, wow. Right? So more of it was on the pomp and circumstance and less on the princess. From what I was reading, the majority of all of these costs is security. It's like 80% security. That would make sense with Princess Di. People were obsessed. Mm -hmm. Kate Middleton's wedding to Prince William, $26 million. I had two conflicting sources, but I decided to go with the one that says $26 million because it also gave how much her dress cost, $250,000. Holy smokes. That's $2,011, so it would probably be more now. And then Markle, her total wedding cost $35.7 million. And she was married at Windsor Castle, and her dress cost $400,000. So they spent more money on Markle than Princess Kate? That's kind of shocking. I know. I mean, just to rag on Markle again. Because here's a quote from her. Oh, man. So great. Markle wanted the whole ordeal to have a special place, not just in the couple's hearts, but for all those in attendance. And to quote her, a great level of detail went into planning of the day, Markle said. We knew how large the scale of the event would be. So in making choices that were really personal and meaningful, it could make the whole experience feel intimate. I mean, my eyes are rolling in the back of my head right now. 
I would have to say that I think one of the most fun parts about doing this series is like how much you loathe Meghan Markle. Like that <laughs> honestly is so amusing for me. So I love it when you bring me these juicy morsels. Okay, so now here I'm reading further down this article from popculture.com. And it says that Princess Di's wedding was $70 million in 1981. Oh, we know that's more now. Yeah. Okay, wow. let's let's continue. I won't bore okay. people with, with the dollars and cents. <laughs> All right. We are going to move on to love and marriage. And for some reason, that song comes into my mind. Love and marriage, but kind of in that tone of married with children. I don't know yes, if you remember yes, that no, show. That's, yep. I am wearing Peg Bundy's robe right now. Yes, exactly. Of course, you know, because you wear the Peg Bundy robe. First, we're going to talk, well, we're going to talk about Diana, Kate, and Markle. Okay. So in case in that order didn't already, in that order, every time we're talking about the princesses. So the first one is Princess Di. And I questioned if it wasn't some sort of arranged marriage. It seems so bizarre. Neither one of them were really in love. They both had affairs. And I don't, when I go back through and I try to read... Um, there's not really any official memoirs, you know, but just read the different things that each of them said. Um, Like even one of the very first interviews where a reporter says, hey, are you two in love? And Princess Di is like thinking, well, what a nasty thing to ask. And then she says, well, of course we're in love. And then Prince Charles replies, whatever love is. So. (gasps) Goodness. Yeah. Monica, when you and I were talking earlier, I thought it was kind of shocking that you didn't know as much about Princess Di as I anticipated you would know, because you know a lot about Kate and William and Markle and Prince Harry. So I am going to hopefully give you some new insights on Princess Di. That sounds good. And I probably don't know as much about Diana because she got married when I was one years old. Yeah. (laughs) Funny. That's probably why we both don't know anything about her because... Exactly. So she actually met Prince Charles while he was dating her sister. Now, Diana was only 16. And according to her, what I call a pseudo memoir called Mm -hmm. Diana, Her True Story in Her Own Words, which is actually a collection of speech coach tapes that were turned into a memoir. Anyway, she had this to say to herself when she met him. What a sad man. (gasps) Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. So they met again when she was 18 at a mutual friend's house in the summer of 1980. Now, for those that don't know, and this shocked me, Prince Charles was 30. Yikes. Yeah, he was 30. And he had actually just broken up with his girlfriend and he had just buried his best friend. So he was probably not in the best mental space. Mm -hmm. And I guess that he came on to Princess Di and just started making out with her after she tried to say, oh, I'm so sorry you're going through all of this. And and she is quoted as saying that she just didn't know what to do because she had never had a boyfriend before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess she just kissed him back and was like, oh, this poor sad man, I'll kiss you because you're sad. I don't know. That's what I'm envisioning. Y'all, this is definitely a loose interpretation of uh, nowhere near could I write a book on Princess Di. Okay. This is only after three or four hours of digging into a few things over three different women. Okay. But I'm feeling like this is what her experience was like. She was also quoted as saying, we met 13 times and then we were married. That is insane. It's crazy. And it I was, was totally, reading, totally arranged. 
Yeah, it was definitely arranged. I mean, Charles was 30 and not married. And I'm sure it was like tick tock, tick tock. What's right. wrong with our son? We can't let him get to 40. We need an heir. Yeah. All the weird royal stuff that I think is bizarre and creepy was going on. When he started dating Diana, his dad was like, you need to marry this woman now. Like you need to get moving on it. And he had been in love with Camilla had dated her on and off. She had an on and off boyfriend that she eventually married. Anyway, I guess she wasn't good enough for the royal family is most likely what happened there. So apparently mm. some young, fresh, little 18-year-old is perfect. Ew. Oh <laughs> my gosh. She's just I just think baby. it's weird. That is the story of how she and Prince Charles got together. It was just kind of circumstantial, if you will. And she tells of how the night before she got married, she said to her sister, I really don't think that I should do this. And her sister was like, no, you really should do it. Even though that same sister said she wouldn't marry Prince Charles had he even asked back when they dated. So I don't know. Wow. I don't know what was going on there, but you have some little teenager running around in a world full of adults. And I think that's what happened to Princess Di, my personal yeah. thoughts. But I did come across a couple of sources that said that Princess Di was infatuated with Prince Charles before ever dating him. So she had been a babysitter for an American entrepreneur who was a woman and she absolutely loved Princess Di, but she said that she was a little worried that her infatuation with Prince Charles was more romanticizing the idea of who he was other than the realities of what would come with being with a man like him. That's exactly what went through my head when you said she was infatuated. She she liked the idea of being a princess. Yeah, but when you listen to her ever talk about it, she's just like, ugh, ugh. Ugh, ugh. And I'm like, no, you were young and it's okay. I mean, it's right. like, okay that you're in love with that idea. You were such a baby. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that is how they got together. I would say they were not in love. What would your vote be on this? Uh, not in love. No. Yeah, not in love. So that's Let's, the story of Princess Di. Do you know the story of Princess Kate? You know, a little bit, um, mostly because we did some research for episode three of season one. Mm -hmm. And Kate, I want to say Kate is the true love story. I agree. So as you mentioned, we already talked about this little love romance in season one, episode three, but I did find a little bit of tea, so it's kind of fun. And I got this all from CheatSheet.com, so I don't even know what that is, but if you want to look <laughs> it up. So basically, they met in college, and the story goes that Kate was doing a fashion show, and I included the picture because I was shocked that Kate Middleton wore this. But y'all, basically it's like a bikini with a see-through sheath over it. And that was the dress that she wore in a fashion show. And Prince William was taken immediately upon sight. So at an after party, he came on to her and kissed her. Whoa, so he's, he's pulling a, a Prince Charles. Prince Charles. Yeah, he's totally <laughs> Well, he gets this from his father. He comes right. by, by it naturally. But Kate pushes him away because she was dating somebody at the time. Good for her. But yeah. this dress, I mean, it's not a dress. It belongs <clears throat> at the beach. That's all it I'm going to say. And she looks awesome. So they have a picture of the dress and then a picture of her in it at the fashion show, which is just so crazy that they were able to dig this up. Whoever, this is at some right? museum for the I was going to say, this is in a museum now. That's insane. Yeah, it's in a museum. Yeah, it is so cool. So then they started dating, not immediately after he came on to her, because obviously she was dating somebody else. But anyway, they saw that they liked each other. So years later, Prince William 
William talks about like how he tried to woo her by making amazing fancy dinners, which just makes me laugh. And it sounds so cute. It sounds adorable. Sounds adorable. So yeah, anyway, as everybody knows from just them being around, they dated for 10 years, but they did have a public split in 2007. And we do talk about that, Mm -hmm. but I found new information. So yes. So while they were split up, she actually dated somebody else during that time. And I included a picture for you, Monica. He kind of looks like a blonde vampire. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Yeah, he's cute. And his name was Henry Ropner, and he was an old school chum of Williams. Oh, well, good for her for not just, you know, licking her wounds and being sad about being yes. broken up with on the phone while you're at work. Yeah. Because right? that's sure. what happened. I know. That is what happened. So their relationship for the most part was very quiet except for this public breakup. So there's just not a whole lot to talk about with them because they were so prim and proper about all of it. But I will say that she eventually married Prince William in 2011 at the age of 20. Nine. I find it hard to believe they dated for 10 years. They could have dated for five years. Yeah, but and that's still. just it. Everything's so private with them. I don't know why they didn't get married. You know what I think it is? What? Once you get married, I mean, you need to be producing heirs. Right, right. So I mean, maybe, maybe they want to be parents at yeah. 25. Yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Well, Monica, now we're moving on to Markle. As we discussed in the last episode, she was married before. And we yeah. do know that there was uh, King Edward who, who abdicated to marry Wallace Simpson. King Edward abdicated the throne to marry a divorcee, Wallace Simpson. And, you know, he gave it all up to be with her. But yet now it's totally, totally fine for Prince Harry to marry a divorcee. I guess that's because he's the spare and not the heir. <laughs> So Markle was previously married to Trevor Engelson, an American film producer, and they started dating way back in 2004 and got married in 2011 and then subsequently divorced in 2013. So then she moved in with a Canadian celebrity chef. I did not know this. Corey Vitello in 2014, but they split in 2016. Well, Prince Harry, according to Hello Magazine, Harry and Meghan first met at Soho House's Dean Street Townhouse London in the summer of 2016 after being set up by a mutual friend who shall remain nameless, you know, to protect her privacy. And this was after Harry saw Meghan in one of their Instagram posts. So he, yeah. it sounds like he requested the meetup, the setup. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But according to early reports, they met at the Invictus Games in Toronto, the Paralympics-esque event that he created. And this is according to a Vanity Fair article in 2017 and many other sources. Yeah, page six. So many sources were saying this back at the time. So they really met at the Paralympics Games, but then they were set up after. Right. I don't know. But then Harry also, there are different articles well where harry says that he actually first made contact through instagram to megan so he slid into her dms he slid into her dms <laughs> but, i mean i think that saying you're a setup on a date by a friend is a cuter story so they went with that for the oprah interview oh of course Well, they ended up getting married in 2018. And we're not going to go too much into this because I already told you how expensive her dress was and blah, blah, blah. And we also have other episodes where we talk extensively about their courtship and marriage. 
Okay, so she ended up getting married when she was 36. So we go from 19 Mm -hmm. to 29 to 36. Mm -hmm. So coincidentally, that age of 36 is the same age Princess Di was when she passed away. Yeah. She had already lived a full life in the palace because she only died a year after leaving. So she had lived a full adult life in the palace at the same age that Meghan Markle was entering the palace. So just think that that kind of contrast is really interesting. So Markle had like this entire life beforehand and Princess Di did not. And she somehow survived it. I I bet a lot of that shaped who she was as a person, you know? Oh, definitely. Where Markle, you know, had her own persona and she Mm -hmm. was very, very attached to it. Obviously, yeah, and I think that's a good segue into what we want to go into next, which was life before the crown. So, what was life like for Princess Di, Princess Kate, and Markle? As I was researching, I kept being like, What? No way, huh? Oh my goodness. So, hopefully, everyone else feels that way as I spill a little tea on Diana's past. Did you know that Queen Elizabeth II was Diana's brother's godmother? Whoa. No. This is how interwoven into the royal family she already was. And in fact, she played with Charles's brothers when she was a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there's an anecdote from Tina Brown's The Diana Chronicles. And it talks about how when Prince Charles was 17, he once interrupted five-year-old Diana's tea party with Prince Andrew. Oh, my. I got most of this from an article from Oprah Daily. Oh, now her father was the eighth Earl of Spencer. And I don't even know what an Earl is. And I think that having titles is weird. And he was also Queen Mary's godson. Wow. Yeah. Her grandmother, Lady Fermoy was a lady-in-waiting to the Queen Mother. That's amazing. All of this is shocking to me because I always hear about how she was the people's princess. So me, you know, and you, she, we mm-hmm. were like one and two when she married in. So I always thought, oh, the people's princess. I thought she was like what we're going to learn about Kate <laughs> here in a little bit. I thought, you know, she was a commoner. Right. No, I think she is called the people's princess because the people liked her. Not because she was of them. There's no way this woman could have understood a normal person's daily life. There's no way. Yeah. Her blood is like so royal blue. It's crazy. Yeah. And some might say it was more blue than the royals. So she grew up on an estate that sits on 13,000 acres and contains 28 buildings and structures that's insane and the 90 room mansion was 100,000 square feet okay so she lived in downton abbey basically basically so that was her second home i think she moved there when she was 14 okay but she was born into a nine bedroom mansion located on the queen's grounds now this house used to be King Edward VII's house as his overflow house because he didn't have (laughs) enough room at Sangdrum House. Okay. So she lived in the overflow of an old king's house. What? Until she moved into this, like you said, Downton Abbey. Right. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. move from my teeny nine bedroom house to my <laughs> not, not so teeny 1,000 yeah, square foot. 90 mansion. room mansion. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> she definitely 10. grew up in the lap of luxury. She was Lady Diana. That was her name, her official title. What I thought was really interesting, though, is that. Diana actually had some jobs. So I mentioned that she had been a babysitter. Yeah. And I was going to comment some... that I was surprised that she ever had a job, including yes. babysitting. Yeah. So I guess that in this culture of these like really elite rich people across the pond, mm -hmm. um, that that was actually normal for her to take these common jobs. And I am going to quote from the book, The Real Diana. Slumming okay. it was part of the inverted cachet of the Sloan Ranger world, since it also announced that you didn't depend on your job for either money or status. Yeah. So slumming it by having jobs. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I see yeah. here she cleaned houses. She served appetizers at cocktail parties and also worked as a kindergarten teacher and a nanny. Yes. yes. So she did all of that in... By the time she was 18. I mean, when you think about when she met Prince Charles to the time she got married, I mean, there's not a lot of, of time in there. And I guess that she dropped out of school at 16, but then went to a finishing school. She just wasn't meant for school, I guess, is what they were saying. So I was shocked she was a kindergarten teacher. Because as you know, here, say you have to go to school for like a million years. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Which, but what a lot of people said in all of the talks about her is that she was just a very sweet girl who really did love helping and loved other people. That whole persona that we see that like really truly is her and it was not an act. Oh, well, I mean, that's good to hear. All right, Monica, now we're moving on to Kate. And I love, I love this title. She's the working woman. <laughs> yeah, I guess in contrast. Yeah. I mean, she had a legit job. But before I get into that, I have no idea. And I'm completely confused why she's Catherine. Her legal name is Catherine with a C, but she's Kate with a K. I don't get it. I don't like it. I find it very frustrating. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Yeah, but I think it's because you don't spell Kate with a C. I mean, you can, but it's definitely an alternative spelling, I think is why. Just one of those things. And it is annoying because I was looking up Catherine with a K a lot and not finding things I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, super confusing. She should just change her legal name to Catherine with a K. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> or just go by Catherine. It's a beautiful name. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, she was born on January 9, 1982. So she's a January baby. We, we like us. Yeah, I know. I yeah. mean, that also might be one of the reasons I like her. Because mm -hmm. I just didn't know, but now that I know, I like her more. And she's the oldest of three. Sister goes by Pippa, which I think is the cutest nickname. <gasps> Me too. I love it. Oh, so, so cute. And she has a brother as well, but we don't need to talk about him. I thought this point was really, really sweet that her parents were flight attendants for British Airways. And that's where they met as oh, flight attendants. Cute. Yeah. And then they left being flight attendants and started a mail order business selling supplies for kids parties. And then <laughs> Wikipedia is so funny. It says the success of that venture along with the family inheritance. Okay. It's the family inheritance. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what the family inheritance is. You know I, what I mean? But it was enough to 
give them the funds to send Kate, then called Catherine, to a prep school and then to prestigious Marlborough College in Wiltshire, England. I have no idea where that is. But I think it's also cool that she, like, she's a sports girl. She was the captain of her field hockey team. Oh, this makes a lot of sense now. Mm-hmm. And she was also very academic. She really loved studying and was considered very studious. So here's something I thought that was interesting. She's only two years younger than I am, right? Since I was mm-hmm. born in 80. But she starts university in 2001, which is the year that I graduated. Over there, I'm not really sure. They have like extra schools in between and different stuff. I'm always confused about what they're doing over there. In 2001, she goes on to the University of St. Andrews, and that's where she met Prince William. And get this, apparently Prince William was an art history student. Yeah, I think he went on to finish in geography. But yeah, they were both art history students. I know. So as I was reading, some people were trying to say that the reason that she went to University of St. Andrews because she had been accepted to much more prestigious schools is that she heard that Prince William was there. And she was going to try to get her claws into him. But, you know, all she had to do was just show up in a bikini at a thing (laughs) and had had him. That's right. (laughs) Well, anyway... As we mentioned, she is the working princess. She worked as an accessory buyer for a brand called Jigsaw. She's also worked in the family business and she helped launch their first brand for toddlers. I think that's awesome. Monica, have you gone to go look at it? Because their family business is so flipping cute. I can't even handle it. It's called partypieces.co. They still have it? it That's so amazing. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It's adorbs like it's so cute is the cutest party planning decorations oh my gosh monica so adorable okay sienna's next party (laughs) yeah yeah and i do believe they can ship to the u.s so there you go i did just see that because i clicked on it said usd yes that's me (laughs) well she finally graduated from saint andrews in 2005 and as we mentioned before she worked at she worked as an accessories buyer for a clothing retailer, which is probably where Prince William called her when he broke up with her the first time. Yes. Yes. She's also performed a lot of charity work. And I think she that's does. Very she cool. even created a line off of these party decor that was specifically for children with learning disabilities to be able to have or use or gain access to. So. Well, I think before when we were talking about Prince William and Princess Kate, they I knew that they had a different title. And then all of a sudden, as I was doing research for this, they have been given a title upgrade. So they were the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge previously. Now, since the Queen's passing, they are the Prince and Princess of Wales. And I do remember yes, that when they isn't initially that... got married, um, they were they were offered the Prince and Princess titles, but they declined them. They went with Duke and Duchess instead. But now because the Prince of Wales, who is now going to be King Charles, he mm-hmm. doesn't have that title anymore, so he passed it down. So, wow, that's kind of crazy that they didn't take Prince and Princess. Yeah, I remember they, they just wanted like something a little more common, I guess. Oh, well, they're, I mean, they're not as simple and common as Prince Harry and Markle, but, you know, we'll give them that. That's right. That's right. Speaking of Markle, the divorced B-level actress. 
<laughs> That's the headline for this second. I, I think that people know that we don't like her, but I also don't feel like what we said there is untrue. She is divorced and she was a B-level actress, right? Very- I would I would say C, but you you are a little more generous in your titling. <laughs> We've already said that we're not Markle fans, but I am going to say this because she is American. I found her backstory more interesting. Oh, yeah. OK, because it's probably more public. Yeah. First of all, you can get your hands on it. Second of all, she wasn't born into the lap of luxury. Her mother was a makeup artist and her father was a television lighting director and he was also award-winning and he was also the director of photography for general hospital and married with children oh there we go love and marriage yeah yeah and she had visited that set when she was a child so i went and tried to look up how much money do you make as a lighting director like no money like no money there is no money to be made So it's not like she was like really hobnobbing with the elite or anything. Her father made pennies on the dollar, especially for living in LA. And her parents did split up, um, which I did not mention when I was talking about Princess Di, but Princess Di's parents, I think divorced when she, I mean, she was young. I mean, before she was 10 years old. So her parents divorced, yeah, yeah, very interesting. So. Meghan Markle's parents had divorced. Now, she claims in an interview that she was an only child. However, she was not. She does have two half-siblings. And I am bringing this up because there's just all of this drama surrounding her father. But, like, her father raised her because her mother wanted to go pursue her career. Oh. She's had such a rough time, like, dealing with her dad and talking about her relationship with her dad. That, That makes me really sad. Oh, it does. And when I reveal something a little bit later, I'm going to go back to her relationship with her dad and why it all just seems so bizarre and why I still think she's a ladder climbing narcissist. Um, (laughs) She went on to be in plays where her father was the lighting director during her childhood years. And another thing she did in childhood is you could say that she was an activist starting at age 11. She and her classmates wrote to Procter & Gamble to make sure that they would do more gender neutral dishwashing commercials. Okay, once again, eyes rolling in the back of my head. Yeah, so I'm sure her teacher came up with that. I don't know. I mean, I was a pretty politically active nine-year-old, true story. So maybe she was very upset by this and felt the need to write to Procter & Gamble. Uh, Later in life, she went on to Northwestern College, which is not easy to get (gasps) She was not a Kappa Kappa (laughs) Gamma. No wonder I don't like her. Yeah, Monica, she was in our sorority rivalry. Maybe that's one of the reasons you don't like her either. (laughs) (laughs) She also says that she put herself through college, but court documents showed that her father took out a loan to help pay for her college. This is a woman who has a lot of court documents with her family that you can look at. I think this just is painting a picture of who she is. During college, her uncle, her father's brother, helped her get an internship as a junior press officer at the American Embassy in Buenos Aires. But she could not continue working in that field because she was not able to score high enough um, on the Foreign Service Officer test. Now, in her defense, it's very challenging. Like tens of thousands of people apply a year and only a dozen get through. Wow. She was wanting to be politically active at that time, but she took a different direction and she ended up with a double major in theater and international studies, which I like to say she's put to good use. Well, so I see that she's had other than acting, she had other jobs as well. She worked Mm -hmm. at a yogurt shop. 
a waitress and as a babysitter. She's she was also a freelance calligrapher. And she taught bookbinding. We can say what we want about Markle's personality, but that is really cool. Like to go out there and show people how to bind books. And then also people are paying for your calligraphy skills. I mean, I think that there is a lot to be said about her work ethic, even if she doesn't use it maybe in the ways I think she should. Right. Well, I wonder if she addressed all of the invitations to her. $35.7 million wedding. Doubt or it. if she's addressing all of the invitations for Archie's fourth birthday party. I bet she is. I would hope so. Put that put that to use. It's a personal touch, you know? Do you remember when I talked about her father being the lighting director on General Hospital? Uh, I do because I saw General Hospital. I'm like, so bubber, love her. Yeah. That is where she got her first role, was on General Hospital playing a nurse. Amazing. I wonder if we could find a clip. Uh, it's not worth it for me to dig up old bad <laughs> no, acting I, of Megan Markle. <laughs> I, I just wanted to rewatch some General Hospital. That's about it. Yeah, we all know that. If y'all go back, we have an entire episode on soap operas in season one. If y'all want to listen to that from the from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Well, she did have other small roles on TV. And Monica, you had never heard of the TV show Suits. No, which never. doesn't surprise me. Not now that you know, three years into this, I know you. You would rather watch a trailer or read it <laughs> or read a like summary. True. That's why. <laughs> a small role in Remember Me. What yeah, was that? that was in 2010 and it was produced by her first husband, Trevor Ingleson, and he was just okay. her boyfriend at the time. But I think it has the same guy that played Edward in one of your favorite movies. Yes. Um, Twilight. Twilight. Twilight, yeah. Yes. So remember, okay, me. I remember. And I think it. it's maybe the movie about 9-11. I don't know. Remember, like he it's I don't know. We talk about this movie in one of our old the vampire it has episode. bad endings in our bad endings episode. Oh, that's anyway. true too. Yeah. So um that's also season one. Bad endings. Go check that out. We tell you a little bit more about what happened in Remember Me. We talk about a lot on this podcast if you're new here. So yeah, so I'm over here like, oh my gosh, like she got that role in 2010 and she had been dating this guy for six years. And then one year later, she marries him. Hmm. But then two years later, she divorces him. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Just things that make you go, hmm. So her most notable roles come from her appearance on Deal or No Deal. And she was a briefcase girl for a year. And then um, she was Rachel Zane on Suits, and she did that for six years. Yeah. So, Monica, I found something that does not have to do with her acting career. Okay, what? Have you ever heard of The Tig? No. 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 It's no. a lifestyle blog by your girl Markle that ran from 2014 to 2017. Oh. What? You can click what on that is link it? there. Okay, yeah. I'm going to click so on the link. So the website described itself as a hub for the discerning palate. Those with a hunger for food, travel, fashion, and beauty. So I guess that it had like recipes, travel guides, beauty tips, all the stuff that a lifestyle blog would have. I mean, it's not like that's new to the lifestyle blog. But she also did interviews with people like Elizabeth Hurley and even Ivanka Trump. Interesting. And ooh, so as I found out about this thing called The Tig, which is not on her wiki, 
BT dubs, everybody. Also, I got all the rest of my information from Wiki for her. But this I got from all over the place. And then I went in, discovered that she had a few things to say about princesses (gasps) from this blog. Yes. Okay. So, and I quote, little girls dream of being princesses. I, for one, was all about She-Ra, princess of power. Oh. Yeah, but you know, she didn't Google Prince Harry or anything. Yeah. No. By the way, Hero was awesome, and I totally get it. Then she had this to say about Kate Middleton, and this is before she was dating Prince Harry, everyone. Grown women seem to retain this childhood fantasy. Just look at the pomp and circumstance surrounding the royal wedding, an endless conversation about Princess Kate. Oh, she totally knew who Harry was. Yeah, how would you not know who Harry is when you're making comments about Princess his sister-in-law Kate. so whatever if you go and read all of these different things you'll discover that Meghan markle like went to italy for a month after after reading the book eat pray love because she's so original with that whole thought isn't that so what original. eat pray love is about yeah going to italy for a month and doing nothing yeah just eating just eating and, and then you go inspired. to india for a month and and you do you don't eat you basically don't eat and you do yoga oh, like 12 hours a day. You didn't do. I don't think she did the flip side of that. No. <laughs> okay. We are going to move on from talking about their life before the crown to Monica's special request. And that is who wore it best. I know. I love this. I'm smiling again from ear to ear. P.S. It's never Markle. Monica is never going to say that it's Markle. And you can even go all the way back to season one, episode three, where we do a very small version of this. Markle has no chance with Monica. I am going to say to everyone who's listening right now, please bear with us. We understand it's a podcast. You can't see these images, but we are going to do our best to describe what is going on. And we think you're going to have fun listening to Who Wore It Best. We start off with, I'm going to call them pillbox hats and white coats. And I mm-hmm. think Diana's is by far the best. Like, it's a white coat. It's got this gold embellishment, gold buttons down the front. The hat looks a little more like a sailor's hat instead of a pillbox hat. But I mm-hmm. vote for her. She wins. This I vote thing. for Princess Di on this one as well. The other two look like old nurses from the 1950s. And it's just a horrible Bingo. look for both Kate and Markle. I know that a lot of people like to say that Meghan Markle dresses and tries to dress like Princess Di and is copying her. But what I found is that Princess Kate also does the same thing. But I think the reason that it rubs people the wrong way is illustrated and highlighted in this next picture that I have. So one picture on the right is of Princess Di and she's wearing the very iconic black pencil skirt with the sunglasses, Mm -hmm. the look on her face, the hands on her waist. And Mm -hmm. it says, the Princess of Wales, seeing with her own eyes the tragic reality of Africa's plight. But you can see on the left, Markle has on a very similar outfit. But what bothers me about this is that she's put her sunglasses there and she's put her hands on her hips and she is 
kind of got a sweaty look like Princess Di had. And she's in Africa. And trust me, if you see the picture, she's making sure that you know that. Mm -hmm. Trying to elicit the same emotional response that you would get by looking at this picture of Princess Di versus just copying a very stylish woman or taking inspiration. And I think that is why people get more upset about Meghan Markle than they do Princess Kate. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, she could be wearing this outfit exactly the same way at any other point in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Any other place. But no, she's doing it in Africa to elicit and mimic Diana. I mean, or she could have worn a different outfit to this thing. It's just not right. And I think that's what didn't sit well with people. So I just wanted to let everyone know that before we get into the complete bashing of Meghan Markle's outfits, which I know are coming later from Monica. And I mean, to be honest, she she has a hard time rising to the occasion. First up, Monica. So for those of you who don't know, I Monica wanted to do this seg- section, but I went and sourced all the pictures. So most of what you're going to hear right now is the first time Monica's going to see any of these pictures. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for pulling more than your, your fair share. Oh, it was fun. I mean, it's just looking at pictures on the internet, right? So first, I wanted to go over Kate versus Diana. And the very first picture that I'm showing Monica here is Princess Di in the Cambridge Lovers Not Tiara versus Princess Kate in the same Tiara or Tiara. I think they both look stunning. Princess Diana's eyes are so, so blue. And I just love Kate's face. She has such a cute little face and her cheeks and she's got a great smile. I give them like they're equal. Okay. I I can't say who wore it best. I give it to Princess Di. I, for some reason, I've seen more than one picture of her, of them in this in different occasions. And I always feel like Princess Di, she had that shorter hair. It was feathered and she just looks more regal to me or more princess pop style. She's um, like if 10 years younger. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the other thing that I want to bring up is that the fact that Kate Middleton can even hang with somebody who most of the time these pictures are 10 years younger. There are 10 years difference in these women. It says a lot about Kate. But I think that there was just this vibrancy of being herself that really shined through a lot with Princess Di. And I think like even when it comes to wearing the crown, it pops on her head a little bit differently. It's always tilted different. I don't know. Maybe it's because she has the blonde hair and it really goes. I mean, I am partial to brunettes, everybody, but (laughs) I think. And I don't think that Princess Di is as pretty as Kate at all. Like, I don't think Kate is stunning. I also think Meghan Markle is very pretty. Princess Di, I don't think she's that pretty. I like Markle's dresses. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. In the very first time we ever talked about Markle, you're like, I hate everything she wears. And I thought, well, I think she's got some cute looks. Okay, now we have red coats. We've got Princess Di. I love this cute little jacket on Princess Di. I'm not yep, sure it- I love the color combination of lavender and red. Don't love that color combination at no, all. No, it's like the Red Hat Society going on over here. And Marco looks a little Valentine's bit like Day. Barney. Yeah, Barney it's bad. They both look ridiculous and neither one of them should have participated in this trend. <laughs> That's my personal opinion. And then Markle looks like she got a dress from Dillard's, but off of the clearance section where somebody possibly a size too large tried it on and ruined parts of it. I mean, it looks bad. It's no, it's not. It's not a good take it in at the way she has a nice shape. Mm -hmm. Let's see Mm -hmm. it. 
Then we have one where they're both wearing belted white coats and they both look equally great in it. I mean, yes. there's nothing a lot to say there. No, there's not a lot. Except she did she did close her coat, Megan. She did. She will close her coat when it's a tie. She will not close her coat when it's buttons. I'm That's serious. So weird. We, we might be getting too, too in the weeds here, describing all this stuff to people. Listening. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I said, bear with us. And who knows how much of this we actually cut that inspired you from. Ha <laughs> spared you. <laughs> Good one. Uh, so in closing, we would like to invite you to listen to the breakdown of the coronation. I don't think we're going to be able to do it as live as we want to because it's happening like very early in the morning and neither one of us are available at that time. But we are going to hash it out. We are going to bring some history and we're going to have some commentary. Monica, are you excited or what? I'm super excited. Stay <laughs> tuned because we have so much more coming up this season, more celebrity gossip, more celebrity deep dives. And of course, we've got Americana that we're looking forward to. It's right around the corner. I'm excited. Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're loving it, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at 2MonicasPodcast. That's with the number 2. Access extended show notes and more at our website, 2MonicasPodcast.com. Love this episode? Hit that share button and send to a friend who'd like it too. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of 2Monicas in a Microphone. Awesome. That was fun. 